FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 284 of the podcast that goes snicked. Rocking and rolling. Are, are we ever going to get our movie in before 300? I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> and you know, if we do, if we wait too long, we're going to end up we're going to end up doing like back to back movie episodes. Well, so what if we did this? Or, or back to back to back? You know, I was going to make. I don't really want first class to be 300 since there's only like the one Wolverine scene. Right. It's such a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What if we did this? Let's, we'll talk about that offline. Okay. Well, what's your idea? I was just gonna say, like, we we skip the year, <laughs> <laughs> and we. Oh, no, there's a hole. I'm still. There's a episode two fifty that still hasn't been put out yet. Oh. You mean like there's a the the lost episode? Yeah, it's a lost episode. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we're your hosts, Jason and Denise <laughs> Venable, <laughs> and we have a, a, a bonus episode. I think I think it'll be pretty short. Um, the Adamantium Agenda came out this week. The Hunt for Wolverine, the next miniseries. We're hunting for Wolverines. Oh, I was like, yeah, are you I, I thought for you me wanted it. I thought you wanted to do it, but that's okay. We got it in there. I was looking at you at the corner <laughs> of my eye, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Sorry, I got that's distracted. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, you got distracted by this big muscle guy on the TV. No, I got distracted by the baby kicking my intestines. Oh, well, you know, same thing. I guess I really <laughs> shouldn't wear a shirt that says kicking it 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> Maybe not. But yes, we are here. The Adamantium Agenda came out this week, and we're going to talk about that. But before we get to that, we got some feedback from Mr. Aaron Ackerman, and I wanted to share it with everybody. What? Yeah, we got some good feedback. Really? Some, just about the episode last time and some questions uh, we had. He some listened to our had. episode? Oh, yeah, he's been listening to a lot of our episodes. Really? All right. That's I'm why sorry. we do this. <laughs> I really thought we had five listeners. <laughs> wow! Do it for them. <laughs> well, you're, you're not entirely wrong. Um. Well, hi, Aaron. Hi, yeah. So anyway, Aaron, about episode, I guess it was two eighty two. I think was the last time we were on. Okay. Anyway, it was the uh, the weapon lost episode. Okay. So he said, "Great job on the new episode. I really enjoy hearing Mrs. Giggly randomly <laughs> cracking up." LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh! I think you started it again, Aaron. <laughs> that baby's got a chokehold on our laugh box. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Two episodes in a row. People are gonna think we have a stick. It's not the podcast that goes snicked. It's the podcast that goes stick. Okay. The 
worst part is it actually hurts. <laughs> You're in pain. Okay. Well, just chalk up that healing factor and move on. Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he also, uh, you know, we asked a question about who that cyborg Wolverine was. And so yeah. Aaron said, so on the Borgarine, I was stumped as well. I was on the same lines as you. They must be reaching back and talking about the Hama Silvestri days. Or Hama, probably. Um, it's random, but I like the nod to the classics. He said he really enjoyed Weapon Loss number one. He actually gave it solid five out of six claws. All right. Yeah, so cool. Um, with a solid start to the story. And he said gritty gumshoe because I love the word gumshoe. Um, <laughs> hey, gumshoe. <laughs> but um, anyway, it said uh, it got him wanting to read Daredevil again, which I will, I will say echo that 100% because Charles Soule's Daredevil volume, really, uh, with Ron Garney and then um, some different artists uh, now with Mike Henderson on it is a fantastic book. One of the one of the best books month in and month out. Um, and speaking of Charles, so I know we're when Georgie and Dan are on, we're kind of mixed on astonishing X Men. But um, another book he's really kicking butt on is his Darth Vader book with uh, Kevin Coley, Giuseppe Kevin Coley doing some of the best work of his career on art as well. So if you're not if you if you're interested in Star Wars at all, the Darth Vader book is amazing. Um, but yeah, so Soul on Daredevil and Darth Vader. I guess anything that that starts with a D, he's he's golden on. Um, okay. Yeah, Aaron, I would or anyone, I would totally recommend if you're not up to speed on the current Daredevil series, give it a shot. So Aaron also said the uh, the only thing is the flying vehicles, and humans have all the space space tech. Couldn't it have been cool to have a space bike or a space car? A 1980s Toyota Corolla? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, which I guess I must have misread the the speech bubble. I thought that was Misty's car, but it does make more sense. Yeah, I thought it, belong, it was her. It belonged to Frank. Because he would actually have the flying car. So unless Misty stole one from like an old shield base, it'd have but to be But is hers. she driving it? I thought I don't remember. I'm I have to get it back she out. Was driving it, and that's why I assumed it was hers. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. But either way, and his joke about it being a '80s Toyota Corolla, though, you know, Aaron, I actually had my first car was the 1980 Toyota Corolla Tercel. Back when those models were one car before they split into two models. Was that your green one? No, 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 no. I had this when I turned 16. Oh, okay. um, But yeah, so in 1980, the Toyota Corolla Tercel, the hatchback, uh, it looked very similar to the Wayne's World car. Okay. Um, But yeah, so that was before they split into two different cars, and I I drove the hell out of that car. Um, I drove it until I graduated. So a couple of years, it had... You graduated high school or yeah, college? No, high school. My grandma okay. got me a car for college. It was still used, but it was much better. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I remember, uh, love that car. So that was a car also, and hopefully I'm not getting any Toyota people in trouble. But uh, in the 80s, Toyota had a problem. Uh-oh. Where I don't think they knew about it, and that was before internet. So I don't know if anybody told them about it, but um, <laughs> or maybe it was just your car. 
No, no, because this involves more than one car. So keys to Toyotas would work on multiple vehicles. So, like, if I had a Toyota, my key would work in your car? So, my key to my Tercel Corolla would work on my dad's silver bullet minivan. And also, so one day... How did you figure that out? Well, I, the reason, I don't know how this other person figured it out. But so, one day, I came out from school and my car was gone. <gasps> and my friend, Mark, who had, also had, a, I think it was an 84 or something Toyota, had taken his key and gotten in my car and moved it to the back corner of the parking lot. Oh, that's awful. See yeah. <laughs> and so, and the thing is, he didn't have to take my keys or anything. He did it with his own. And so then I went home and tried to tried my keys on my dad's van, and it worked. So anyway, I, I, we're <laughs> we're getting way off off stream, but eighties uh, Toyotas had some fun fun stories. I also remember because my AC was not very good, and uh, we would drive to Durant. One time I was driving uh, my cousin Ryan back to Dallas, and he had the window. We had the windows down on the highway because it was so hot, and he, I guess his head kind of started to drift back out the window a little bit, and a bug or something hit him, and he woke up. <laughs> when he woke up in a start and swung his arm and like punched me in the face while I was driving. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's uh, fun with 80s Toyotas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, oh, I lost his message. Hold on. Anyway, he said he took away one claw for all that craziness, which I thought was funny. So yeah, so he gave Weapon Lost a solid five out of six claws, which is cool. I'm glad, you know, he liked it a little bit more than we did. Though not much more. I think we both liked it quite yeah. a bit. So just weren't quite at that five level. But um. But he was, and that's cool. So, if anybody else has anything they'd like to, to say about, you know, that issue or the issue we're going to talk about this time, send it on in, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. So, does, does Aaron give you reviews every so often, or? I just kind of gives, yeah, he's been giving me some comments just about things going on and what we're talking about and stuff. Yeah. That's it's been really cool. fun. I and and please, please hear this, guys. I, I know there's a lot of listeners who prefer to just listen and don't really want to interact and that's totally cool but it's also really fun when we get get listeners that are really kind of interactive with the show so i would definitely encourage anybody who wants to do that feel free to do it because it's always fun for me fun for us on the show so nobody talks to me because i only tweet about workouts and my kids (laughs) (laughs) and my napkins (laughs) well you know they just assume that i'm i'm giving you feedback oh okay right but you don't. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up in our weekly um, hunt for Wolverine, we have the adamantium agenda number one. You guys ready? Uno. No. Numero uno. Is that Num- what you were going to yeah, try to do? Okay. I was going to go uno numero, and then I realized <laughs> that was wrong. Yeah, a little bit. Alright, so this is written by Wolvie Award winner Tom Taylor with pencils by R.B. Silva. Inks by Adriano De Benedetto and R.B. Silva. Colors by Jesus Arbatov. Letters by V.C. Joe Sabino. And the main cover is by Greg Land, J. Shh, listen, and Marte Gracia. 
Now, I actually didn't get the main cover. We'll talk about the alternate cover I got in a minute, uh, or variant cover. But the main cover is pretty cool, too. So it's our heroes, our little team of adamantium agenda guys, which is Iron Man, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Spider-Man. And they're kind of action movie walking out of an explosion. But in the explosion is like a glowing skull with a wolverine cow. So it's a pretty it's a pretty rad cover as well. It looks like um kind of a mission impossible vibe to it. Oh, no, I it has it a He-Man vibe. A He-Man with Skeletor. Okay. I mean, yeah, there is a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> but yeah, it's got a very um also reminds me of like a like a John Woo movie poster or something like that. And so I think it's a pretty great cover. But I really, really loved the variant that I got, which is R.B. Silva and Jesus Arbatov, which is similar, but it's, it's Wolverine running away from a crowd, and the crowd is in like a purpley background. And then there's like a counter, like a countdown, with one second left, uh-huh. and then little circle heads of our adamantium team, which is Iron Man again, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Spider-Man. Anyway, I just really love this Wolverine pose by Silva. Like, I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, so, no, I agree. So it was a toss-up. It was a really hard decision. Uh, I was at the comic shop. I had both comics in my hand, trying to figure out which one I wanted to buy, but I ended up going with the, uh, the RB Silva one. Your pillow fort is in the way. I can't share the comic with you. Here. You'll have to go by memory. I'll, I'll <laughs> lean over. Okay. For those of you who don't know, we've had to... Yeah, my our very pregnant wife has built a pillow fort in the bed, which leaves me about three square inches to well, sleep in. <laughs> first, we normally podcast at our kitchen table. but uh, Yeah, normally, but in the last several, one yeah. of them pretty pregnant we, we we do in the in the sack <laughs> yeah we do it in the bed because our chairs are all wood and it hurts to sit in them so i have this little pillow fort and i feel bad because it does take up oh <laughs> more than half the bed because you know you got to put a pillow under the belly on either side to support the belly when you sleep yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor Jason has a postage stamp. That's <laughs> 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 no, okay. You're lucky. I love you. Oh. Yep. So we start off with a shield agent and like a shield level hazmat suit. I really like this. I don't know if it quite works spatially, but it's a really cool image. Um, so we see her face behind the, the glass of the helmet. And then we also see our heroes reflected. So we have uh, Luke Cage... Jessica Jones, Spider-Man, and Wolverine uh, reflected in the helmet. Okay. I, I had an issue with this page. What's that? So I know that when they use ampersand, hashtag, exclamation point, it's... Curse words. Curse yeah. words. Yeah, for col- or comics, yeah. So I always like to like interject my own fun curse word right. when I read those. I can't figure out what the hell she's trying to say because no matter what. It says Avengers question mark. Oh, thank bleep. Yeah. In your mind, oh. put in every curse word, you know. 
Yeah, I don't know. And it doesn't work. Uh, you can use the F word for anything, right? That's just bizarre. Isn't that the, tar- isn't that the law of Tarantino? Yeah. <laughs> it, it fits in any situation. I don't watch Tarantino. No. Sorry. That's okay. All right. Well, so we find out that this is in Tribeca years ago, and someone built a bomb. Uh-oh. Yeah, and it's a big bad bomb, and the only way to defuse it is someone has to f- turn it on and blow up with it. Well, uh, no, so it's going to go off in five minutes. Uh, right. When it goes off in five minutes, it's going to take out five miles, right? Um, something or or like a that. mile, a mile radius. Or someone can detonate it immediately, and it's only going to blast 200 feet. Right. But someone has to be there the, to flip the switch manually. Because it has biometrics in it to read. They can't right. just put a dead person on there. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, first, Spider-Man's like, well, can't I just, like, web it and we can leave? And I can pull the web like a string and... And be done with it? Be done with it? And they're like, no, it has to be a person. And then they all go... <laughs> you know, Spider-Man face palms on. This is so morbid. They go down this rabbit trail of, well, can we... Can we find a body in yeah. four minutes? Yeah, and they're that's like, human. It's tissue, right? Right. And and Jessica Jones is like, I can get a body that fast. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa. And then that's when the... The short agent says that, yeah, yeah, there has to be a biocharge. Right. So, of course, we're all looking around and who's going who's gonna to do the deed. And Jessica has some degree of invincibility. Luke, of course, is, his skin is unbreakable. So he's like, oh, yeah. I'll do it. And Wolverine's like, no. I'll heal. We're pretty sure he won't get hurt, but, you know, this could test your limits. Right. So I'm going to do it. And there's a really, a really cool scene here um, where, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, there's a funny part. I love Tom Taylor. Because um, uh, Spider-Man's going to try to do something. Wolverine's like, not a hope in hell. The spider that bit you didn't make you impervious to exploding into little pieces. And Spider-Man's like, how did you know? And Wolverine's like, please. Anyone here not heard Spider-Man's origin story a bunch of times? And they all just stared at him. Agent. And then the show agent, like two panels later, raises their hand. Like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. But then this really gets to the heart of who, uh, who Logan is, who Wolverine is, because... You know, he starts talking about Danielle and like how, <laughs> what is he saying? He goes, uh, we don't know what this is, what it's going to do. We don't know if it can poison you or turn you inside out. Nothing's killed me yet. You and Jessica have a baby, Luke. And sure, Danielle hasn't contributed much to society yet, <laughs> but I like her prospects. I'd hate for her to have to grow up without a dad. And, and Jessica's like, thank you. And so you, they get ready to leave. Um, I really like this scene. Um, and so we know from the context that this is back in like the new Avengers days. So Wolverine would have been a pretty new Avenger at this time. Um, this is also a really long five minutes. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's drama five minutes. So just like a TV show or a book or whatever, time time slows way down. Is it like the CW? Right. Things only happen at night. <laughs> right. Yes. Every scene is nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, I mean, he so he wouldn't have been pretty, pretty new on the Avengers probably at this point. It may have been a little while, but I mean, we don't know how well he knows the characters yet, and I think that just speaks to his willingness to put it on the line, even for those who may not know super well yet. Maybe yeah. I'm reading too much into that. No, it, I. It doesn't I say agree. exactly when this is, but. No, but it whether he's known them for years or not, it's not out of character for Wolverine. Yeah. And Spider-Man's like, it's going to hurt. <laughs> Wolverine's <laughs> like, what else is new? So then Spider-Man makes a promise that he'll do whatever he has to to get all the pieces kind of in the same place so Wolverine can heal right. Um, and he's like, thanks, kid. And then, um, yeah, he pulls the switch. You get a really cool page of him pulling the switch and blowing up. And I don't really understand the line here. And I, I guess we'll get back to this maybe in the rest of the story. But and he starts to get shocked. He says, you're going to have some explaining to do, you son of a... So he sees something either inside the bomb or in the casing or whatever. Or maybe he knew before. That's why he volunteered. Possibly. But I feel like he... Re- like, I feel like something clicks to him. He's like, what? And then he's... He's going to call somebody out by name. And then the bomb goes off and pretty much disintegrates them. And some great pages, by the way. Okay, so I thought, because Wolverine pulls it, it's only supposed to explode 200 feet. But in this panel where they're flying through the sky, that looks like, A, more than 200 feet. It does. B, Spider-Man's flying through the air. There's a cityscape behind them. So how are Luke and Jessica flying? I think with she him? can fly in the comic. I know really? not, not in the TV show, but I think she can. And I think so. I mean, she obviously is right there because she's carrying Luke, and Spider-Man's carrying the Shield Agent. Yeah, that explosion is a little big. Maybe that's why he got mad. He realized when he pulled it, like it wasn't just going to be two hundred feet. Right. So he felt betrayed or whatever, or tricked. So I'm not sure. That's interesting. Yeah. So we move to later and Iron Man shows up and they all talk about how great it was that uh, Wolverine sacrificed himself. Then we skip to the present and uh, Tony Stark has met Kitty Pride at Wolverine's graveside. This is a really touching panel. Yeah, it is. So Kitty's trying to get Iron Man's help just like we saw in the... Uh, Hunt for Wolverine one shot. Right. And um and Tony's like, I owe him. He did something re- for me for all of us. And I promised. I said we'd protect his body in the event of his and he just kinda trails off and Kitty's like, Any ideas? And he says he may have a lead and he calls Spider Man <laughs> who's fighting <laughs> who's fighting Vulture. Um and he's like, Okay, all battled <laughs> <laughs> he kicks him once in the face. <laughs> but he just leaves him there. Well, there's a police car coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so Iron Man uh, mentions what's going on, and everyone's kind of on board. Um, they all made this promise to Wolverine that they would make sure no one ever desecrated his, his body in the event of his demise. Probably thinking they never have to, right? Because he's unkillable. Right. Or they, so they thought, but um, but now that someone is as 
either desecrated his body or, or got it out or whatever, they're all they're all gonna cash in on the promise. Um and funny he goes, I hired a babysitter for Danielle <laughs> so that we can Jessica can come. So they're gonna meet so Tony heard about this black market thing. Right. And someone has the entire genetic code of a superhero. Uh oh. And so they're like, Okay, so they do the math. Like, okay, Wolverine's body just disappeared. This shows up on the black market. This shows up. There's got to be Wolverine. It's got to be Logan. So right. we're going to go take care of it. So they, so this meeting is on a submarine off the coast of Guam. <laughs> so they take their boat out. And I love that Spider-Man still has his mask on, of course, because they don't know his secret identity. So he's in a suit and tie, but he's got so a spider mask. Tony Stark, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage do not know the identity of Spider-Man. Not currently, no. Interesting. Yeah, Mephisto made everyone forget after the first Civil War. But but Spider-Man knows all of their superpowers and that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Probably. I think I think at this point in continuity, Tony Stark being Iron Man is pretty much public knowledge. Okay. I just find it interesting. Like that's like telling your friend I'm going to tell you a secret and they go oh okay I'm not telling you mine right <laughs> so they get to the submarine and they all have to wear masks um, because no one can know anyone's identity bad guys don't like their identity shared yep and so they're shown to a private room where they have good snacks spider-man <laughs> comments he didn't realize that underground uh, bad guys eat canapé yeah <laughs> So then it's time for the auction to start, but they get in themselves in some trouble. Uh, turns out it's all a misunderstanding that they just will only let one person from the room go at a time. So Tony decides he's going to go, but they're all linked in through their communicators. Um, but the genetic code is not Logan. <gasps> Who is it? It's Danielle Cage. Uh oh. That was a nice little twist. That was a nice little twist. Yeah. So I feel like we didn't necessarily get this book uh is justice, but I really, really loved this book. I loved it too, but it, to be honest, what I loved about it was as I read it, it was like, Okay, yeah, they have Wolverine's DNA, they're gonna find it, and they're gonna say, We have the wolf or you know, I, I I really thought the twist at the end was going to be that they had the whole Wolverine. Right. And that was how they had the whole genetic code. And when they say it's Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' daughter, it was like, whoa, not, didn't see that whatsoever. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. And I thought it was a great twist. And I think it really opens up where the story could go. Yeah. And how it's going to tie back to Wolverine in the end, I think is really curious. And Tom Taylor is just such a good storyteller. And the thing is, it's a great story and with a great twist. But the real meat of this book, though, is all the character interactions. Yeah. All the kind of the banter back and forth. Banter. Uh, <laughs> and everything. So I just, it's a really great book. What do you think of the art? I don't know if you've ever done uh, silver no, comic. No, I don't think so. Um, before. 
I enjoyed it. I, and there were now I will say there were panels I enjoyed more than others. Okay. But there was nothing that made me go, oh, I can't handle this. Right. Um, and I love the colors. I especially love. Yeah, the colors are great. Like the building blowing up and, you know, all of the green. <laughs> and um, especially the way the panels were split. Like when Wolverine pulls the, the lever, you know, it's his face is split into two panels. Right, and the various, as the explosion or radiation yeah. comes over him. So I really enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed the art. Yeah, I did too. Um, I think that Silva is just getting better and better. So, a um, little bit of history with him. I first, I'm not, I don't know where he started. I first discovered him uh, when the New 52 launched with DC on the Superboy book. And I pretty much bought that book just for his art. Okay. Um, and really enjoyed it. Now, his style was a little bit different. It was more of the, the really thick inks and some of the stuff that you've said you don't like before where sometimes whole objects are outlined and they kind of stick out of the page, I think, compared to like a, a sticker. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I, but I, li- I think that style really works in certain, certain books. And so I really enjoyed it. And then um, he came over to Marvel and has obviously become a workhorse, but he made a stylistic shift, and I think it took him a minute to really perfect that, but I think he's pretty close to there right now. Um, You know, we've talked about him a lot with Dan and and Georgie on um, X-Men Blue, and how he just kind of got better and better as his tenure on that book uh, grew, and I think this issue is pretty amazing um i like it a lot and i'm i echo your sentiment i think arbato's colors are phenomenal in this book yeah i agree in fact i don't really know what else to say um just read this book (laughs) yeah so what are you gonna give it i you know i'm gonna bite the bullet i'm gonna give the hunt for wolverine adamantium agenda number one six out of six claws I am also going to give it six out of six. Nice. I think, is it a full moon? We've been on a trend lately where we agreeing. (laughs) We'll see if we agree on the next one. But um, yeah, no, I've, I think overall, um, I've really enjoyed our Hunt for Wolverine book so far, our first three offerings. I will say we've done the two I was looking the most forward to. Okay. So we'll see if the next two keep up yeah i mean i i'm i'm looking forward to them as well but just not as much and so we'll see we'll see what what kind of grades we give um you know i had a very very the way we give the hunt the regular the one shot we gave it five we both gave it five and we gave a weapon lost a very very strong four and this is a solid six so that's that's pretty yeah pretty good little run of comics right there so obviously the podcast that goes Nick is enjoying the hunt for Wolverine and um I have to say it's nice that you and I are on the same page <laughs> I know people probably enjoy when we're not right because we argue over why we're not <laughs> but it's yeah, just it's, it's it's funny because we're we're normally a couple that's very much on the same page with everything that goes on in our lives so when we're not on the same page with the comics I feel very discombobulated <laughs> that's funny I'm like, well, what do you mean you like this? 
<laughs> yes, but so far there has not been an issue with Hunt for Wolverine. So that's nope. that's pretty cool. All right. Well, speaking of disagreeing, um, the only other comic we had this week uh, for Wolverine fans was Old Man Logan number thirty-nine. That's not entirely true. I think there may be something that came out that we'll talk with uh, Dan and Georgie about. But um, I'm not on that one. I'm not special enough to hang be. out with those guys. And they would have loved for you to be on there. I know, but usually but when you... you someone's <laughs> got to take care of the kids. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Well, especially the little one. Ethan's pretty self-sufficient at this point. Yeah. But um, Ollie uh, needs a little TLC. Yeah. <sighs> especially tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, had a rough night. He, he was... Uh, Flexing his terrible two muscles. Yes. <laughs> but He's getting pretty strong. Yep. But anyway, Old Man Logan number 39 starts off a new story, which I love this title. It's Glob Loves Man Kills, which, of course, is a play on the classic X-Men story, God Loves Man Kills. We've read that one. I've read it a few times, yeah. Oh, I mean, like... Oh, I think I, there was like a sequel or something. Yeah, yeah. you've read a version of But the original was in the 80s. Right. Yeah. No, but I... Did you read it? I may have given it to you to read. I thought we did a flashback of it together. No, I did that one with... Oh, gosh. was I think... Now I'm going to say the wrong... I don't want to say... Cameron? I don't think Cameron did that one. I think... I want to say I think it was... Dan... No... Was it Dan? I'm pretty sure I've read that or one. Andrew, I don't remember who did it with me. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, You're horrible It was friend. a great episode, though. <laughs> I just don't remember who I did it with. <laughs> hey, we're we're almost 300 episodes in. I can't be expected to remember. Oh, come on. Do you remember my first episode? No. <gasps> you don't? No. <laughs> And just random comics, wasn't it? Or did you not come on until the on uh, the uh, Japan's Most Wanted? I came on with the Digi Comics. Yeah, Japan's Most Wanted. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. That was our second set. I came on when Wolverine, because I I will always remember. I came on when Wolverine got the damn Microverse. No, because that was after Japan's Most Wanted. I thought that was before. No, no, you'd already been on the show a little bit. No, you weren't even on the show. Why are you saying the was the opposite day? I just said you'd already been on the show. Oh no, I thought that was my first thing, and then we did the Digi Comics. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, you're gonna have to go back and listen some, to all of some it. podcast archivist can go check that. I'm. Not going to. <laughs> My biggest fan can go check it for me. Oh, wait, I don't have any. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm not editing, so you need to quit saying stuff like that. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it's staying in. You're um, supposed to be my biggest fan. I am your biggest fan. Okay. I'm your number one with the bullet. But you don't remember when your wife came on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to... Kick you out of your own pillow fort. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kicking the baby out. 
Okay, well, y'all can stay. All right, so Old Man Logan, number 39, written by Ed Brisson, art by Ibrahim Roberson, colors by Carlos Lopez, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, Woo-hoo. and cover by Mike Diodato Jr. and Carlos Lopez. I really like this cover. Um, you do or you don't? I do. Okay. Uh, we have a beat-up Old Man Logan. Very close up on his face. He's got his claws out. So one hand is adamantium. One hand is bone. Um, is he bruised on the forehead or is that a mole? I think it's a bruise and one of his eyes is not healed. Yeah, it's real. And he's got tons of scars. Yeah. Like he tried to pick his nose and cut himself. <laughs> <laughs> With his claws and he couldn't. Yeah. 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 All right, I think this cover is pretty great. So, all right. Well, Old Man Logan, we we catch up. You're He's, not gonna ask me what I think of the cover. Oh, I figured you'd chime in. I figured your silence was disagreement. I think it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna give you a hard time for the rest of the episode. Apparently. Right? <laughs> all right. So what happens? So Wolverine goes back to New York. He's not Wolverine anymore. I'm sorry, Old Man Logan. <laughs> Old Man Logan goes back to New York because he's got to see the doctor. So he goes to Charles Xavier's school, knocks on the door. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Knocks on the door and he is greeted by Shark Girl. Uh, rock Slide? Rock Slide. I don't know who the two guys are. Anoli and um, uh, Glob Herman. Right. And they're like, we're so glad you're here. And he's like, I'm here to see the doc, not staying long. And they're like, wait, but you have to stay because Blob has a date. Yeah, Glob's got a date. Glob's got a date. And he met her on MutantMatched.com. Or what do they call it? Mutant Mingle. Oh, Mutant Mingle. Mutant Mingle. Um, So he tells Blob good for him. Yeah, so remember that Old Man Logan left the X-Men in the pages of X-Men Gold to go off and do his own stuff. So, so it is kind of a surprise that he's shown back up and he needs help from Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who I don't think is named in this whole issue. I think if you don't know who that is, you don't get to find out. Yeah, because he just calls her the doc. Huh? Yeah, they never say who she, she actually is. But that's Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who's kind of the X-Men's resident MD. And um, she's trying to figure out what's wrong with Logan and why his uh, healing factor is not working like it should. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting. She's taking blood and putting it in a machine. And um, she's talking about how his eye uh what did she call it? It's, de- it's like de- disconnected, de- pretty much. Yeah, so it's degenerate, degenerated. De- is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it's not healing, but the healing factor is there, but it's like the healing factor won't connect to his eye. Right, like there's a disconnect between the eye and the healing factor. Right. And she's like, in theory, it should heal itself because that's how it did it in the past. And, and I kind of like how Wolverine says, yeah, healing factor's not working the way it used to. I used to heal in a couple of minutes. Now it's taking hours. 
Yeah. And so even Wolverine's noticing, and I, I kind of had to giggle when he said this, because how many times have we talked about how fast and loose right. they've gotten with his healing factor? Yeah. Um, and she basically says, you know, you just may not be able to heal. And in the blood test, she finds that his white blood cell count is super, super high. Uh, yeah, which makes sense if you have a healing factor. Right. But there's something else in there. There's something else. And so Wolverine's like, yeah, it's that Regina X. Right. That Mariko had, had pumped him full of to save his life. Yeah. And she's like, what? Yeah. I do like she makes a snide comment that he, now he can finally wear that ridiculous eye patch. That was funny. That he'd have a reason to wear it. Right. So Blob is now, we kind of switch over to... Glob. I'm sorry, Glob. Yeah. Uh, we switch over to Glob. He's in his room and he's chatting online with his date that he's supposed to meet yeah. later. So what do you th- how did you think this was going to play out at this point in the issue? Uh, I thought she was going to use him for information. Yeah, I thought it was like a fake profile. Yeah. And that someone was trying to get into the school or to get to him. Yeah, especially like, and I know, I mean, how old is Glob? And they're teenagers. Okay. He's an older teenager. So like some of her comments to him are like, oh, I love you because you're so transparent. Like, ha, ha, <laughs> yeah. ha. There's a lot of jokes about him being invisible. Yeah. And it's. <laughs> Actually, being visible. I like, they call him the visible man. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And so I, at first I was like, all right, I'm guessing they have to be like high school-ish yeah. age. So those jokes, don't get me wrong, I love Ethan to pieces, but sometimes his jokes, I'm just like, what? It's just, it's an age thing. Right. And so I thought, well, maybe He got really mad at me the other day because I told him he was the only middle schooler I liked. <laughs> I like, Why? I don't think he understood what you were saying. I don't think he did either. He's like, you know... Like, he said his best friend's name. I was like, eh, he's all right. <laughs> he tried to tell me tonight that his, one of his friends who always makes these jokes that, seriously, y'all, if y'all heard him, you'd roll your eyes and go, what? No, I, I want to take that, step that back, though, because he himself can be really funny. Like, when he's hanging out with us. Oh, Ethan? Yeah. Oh, he can be hilarious. Yeah, but, but as, when he tells the stories about the things they talk about at school, it's like some of that you should probably just leave at school. Yeah. <laughs> he tried anyway. to tell me his story. Right. I would rather him story. talk to us, though. I'd rather him tell us stuff. So. Yeah. But he tried to tell me his friend said some joke, and then he repeated the joke, and I was like, what? And he's like, oh, he had him, like, everybody laughing at the table. I was like, I don't get it. And he was like, <laughs> who? so then he tried to explain the joke, and I was like, I still don't get it. And he explained it again. It was like, when you yeah. explain it a second time and I don't get it, it's probably not right. funny. Yeah. Anyway, so lots of, lots of puns. Lots of yeah. puns in this this chat. And Glob's getting nervous. He's like, oh, I'm not going to go. Shark Girl's like, you better go. Well, and I love how Shark Girl's like, you're not wearing clothes. Like, don't put a jacket on. Because he has a jacket <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah, he's got a sports coat on. Right. Yeah. And she's like, just like, no go. Pants. Kind of Donald Duck in it. Yeah, be yourself. <laughs> So then we go back to the lab. Uh, yeah, I guess this is the part where they talk about the Regenex. We already covered that. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, and this is a really sweet... I, I really enjoyed this page. Yeah. yeah. 
So Glob goes into a flower shop and he asks the woman if she has a dozen roses. And the woman goes, what do you need it for? Or is that what she asks? Pretty much, yeah. Um, and he explains he's going on. Or no, he goes, he kind of betrays his own in insecurity because he's like, um, can I get a dozen roses? I mean, like, is that what I should get for like a date? Right. <laughs> And so she asks, you know, is it a first date? And she gives us some good advice. Like, yeah, it might be coming on a little strong. Well, just get her, like, a single rose. She'll know she's special, but you're not trying to, like, propose. <laughs> right. Well, and she also says this way she doesn't have to carry the, all the flowers around. Yeah. So little old lady, she's, she's, she's got it going on. Yeah. And I like that, too, because you can tell us a sincere... Wanting to help because obviously she makes more money if she sells a dozen roses. Right. So the fact that she's really trying to help Glob and the fact that she doesn't say anything like, oh, wow, you're a weird looking mutant. Right. Um, it's just a very normal exchange of a nice old lady helping a kid out. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And I, she reminded me of my grandmother. Oh. Huh. Yeah. My grandmother would always give little Southern woman advice. That's cool. Yeah, my grandmother always taught me you should always have a bottle of white wine in the fridge. So that way, whenever any of your friends come over and they tell you some good news, you have a bottle chilled and ready to go. Well, there you go. So he gets his single rose. Um, we go back to the lab. Dr. Reyes is trying to talk Old Man Logan into maybe taking it easy. Yeah. Quit looking for trouble so much. If you can't heal as well, you know, and that's going to catch up with you with your lifestyle choices. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I'll try. No promises. Yeah. So I love how the other friends are just sitting on the lawn, like, waiting for Glob to come back. Yeah. They're like, do you think Glob's having fun? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I also love, because I feel like this was a real conversation, because they right. go, if he can find someone... Then that means we can find someone. Right. And they make fun of each other. Like, shark girls telling Rock Slide, you're not exactly, like, that much more handsome than him. <laughs> and he's like, says the fish girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, nice little exchange. So Blob gets to his date's house, which yep. I find interesting because I... <sighs> well, she's with her parents. Is she? Yeah. I, okay. Because he assumes it's a parent that tells him to come in. Right. Because the door is open. Well, he knocks on the door, and the door fly doesn't fly open, but it opens. Yeah. And he's like, sorry to come in. You know, I knocked. And they're like, oh, it's okay. And he's like, is there a light switch so I can turn on a light? That should be, like, clue number one to turn around and yeah. run the other way. So I was actually really surprised by what happens here. Yeah, so the, what do they call them? Purifiers. The purifiers. Yeah. So the girls legit. Yeah. They, like were, they, they were supposed to have a date. Yeah. But the purifiers had hacked into the site. Yeah. And so they kidnapped her and were waiting for Glob so, so that they could send him back to the mansion. Yeah. With a bomb. Yeah, they've decided since Kitty Pride is gone, or Kitty and Oro are not in the mansion. Aurora, yeah. That this is the best time for them to make their move. Yep. 
So they threaten a girl unless Glob cooperates. Omen and Logan tries to leave, but the kids are like, Oh, you gotta wait for Glob. He'll be disappointed if you're gone. He's gonna want to tell you about his date. And so he's like, all right. And that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty much it. And so, what did you think of the art? I thought it was okay. There wasn't much that I didn't like about it, but there wasn't anything that wowed me. Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I originally didn't... I thought Roberts is getting... He's finding his footing more. Um, his last couple of issues on Old Man Logan I thought have been pretty solid. Um, I'm liking him more than I did in, in Weapon X. But of course, in Weapon X, he was working with another guy. I think they were trying to make the art look kind of the same. I don't... I feel now maybe he's doing more of his own thing. And I like it a little bit better. Um... What do you think of this story? I thought it was interesting. I like that I was wrong, that the girl was legit. Right. Because um, I, I think I would have been really disappointed in the writers had they not made her legit. Um, okay. I don't know why, but I was very happy that she was legit. Right. And I was very happy about the way Blob reacted to her. Blob. I'm sorry, Glob. <laughs> I wouldn't correct you, but Glob's a different character. I know. <laughs> um, but I like the way he reacted to her. Like, I need to talk to her, and I need to make sure she's okay. Right. I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I need to make sure she's okay. And uh, and then him getting strapped in with this bomb, you know. It... Story-wise, I was pleasantly surprised because I kept envisioning it going one way. Right. And it went a different way. Um, you, know what, you know what I also like about this? Huh? I didn't really think about it until just now. She never once plays the, oh, don't do it. Right. right sacrifice me and save your friends. Right. Like she's, I mean, she's very just legit. Like, I'm... She doesn't say like, "Oh, save me, screw your friends." Right. She's just very honest. Like, I'm, I'm scared. Really, yeah, it doesn't really say much of anything. She's like, "I'm terrified. I'm yeah, <laughs> paralyzed by fear. I don't know what to tell you to do." And so I like that because a lot of times, especially in comic books or hero type situations, you know, the person's like, "No, don't listen to him." Right. You know, save yourself or save your friends and. You know, don't worry about me. And so it's kind of refreshing that she's just kind of like, I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah. Well, everything about this issue was written realistically. Like Blob being nervous, the, the tween chat between them being awkward and, you know, trying to flirt, but being weird flirty. Yeah. And, you know, her saying, I'm scared, and him going, look, I, I just need to make sure she's okay, and I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like, he doesn't ask, what do you want me to do? He just says, I'll do it. Right. You know, so... I love that it was written so realistically. Yeah. No, we're... um. More and more as Briston's run on this book continues we see more and more of what his strengths were you know and the reason I was glad he was coming on the book and so especially like writing the kids I thought was really cool because I mean 
still probably my favorite thing he's done is Sheltered, which is a book about, um, like a kind of a compound, right? Like a survivalist compound, and the kids decide that the parents have gotten too lax, and so some of the kids basically stage like a coup and kill all the parents. And so it's kind of a Lord of the Flies meets say. David Koresh, you know. It's, it's a really, really cool series. Um, and of course, some of the kids obviously are not happy, and so it's about that kind of conflict. Right. Um, but yeah, but he really taps into that kind of angsty teenager thing pretty well. And so I was glad to see him get to do some of that play with some of the, the kids in this issue. Yeah, me too. So, so what are you gonna give it? All right, well, I'm gonna give Old Man Logan 39. Um, I'm with you. I don't know if the art was like exciting, but it was still good enough for me. As I liked it enough, and I liked the story enough, I'm gonna give it a four out of six claws. Well, we are two for two tonight. <laughs> but I still want this book to go away. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but. My, I wonder my, if this is the prelude to him dying. Maybe. I mean, it would kind of make sense. I just... But we also have had no announcement about what comes after Hunt for Wolverine. Like, there's... It's funny because they've announced... We know that Laura is not going to stay Wolverine. Right. Because they've announced the X-23 book. But there's been no announcement about, like, a new Wolverine number one... Or whatever. So. Maybe they're not going to do a Wolverine book. Maybe he's just going to pop up in other people's books eh. to help boost their sales. Maybe. I find that a little hard to believe, but I guess it's possible. I um, actually, from, okay, and this is the only reason why I think this. So he's been dead, what, two years, three years? Somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. And they didn't give Laura her own book till what? A, less than a year ago? No. She's on issue... Well, let me rephrase that. She she was in the Wolverines. Yeah. But she's like, had 35 issues of her own book. That's... And, but how that, often does that come out? Um, Once a month? Uh, it wasn't... It wasn't twice a month every month. So it's almost... It's like two years at okay. least. The, the point I'm trying to make is they spent a year... Where Wolverine was dead and they played around with the characters, right? It would not surprise me if Wolverine disappears again for a year but pops up into other people's books to help boost sales before they decide what they're going to do. But they already kind of did that with the Where's Wolverine and then the, these miniseries. Yeah, but we also don't know what their sales were like. So if their sales were high, they could be trying to recapture that moment. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know if Marvel would not have a Wolverine book on the shelves. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see, I guess. All right. Some head over at Marvel who listens to this show, <laughs> chime in and let us know if we're right. <laughs> right. Anyway, my, my point, though, is in whatever eventuality, we will eventually have a new Wolverine book. We'll have X-23 and all the X-Men books and Weapon X and whatever. I just, I don't know if my budget, I don't want to sustain an Old Man Logan book. <laughs> right. In, in addition to that. So, 
But I've seen Solicit through at least issue 44, so and we know it's going at least that far. I wonder if maybe it'll end on 50. That's maybe that's my kind of theory. Well, it'd be in it, yeah. And I don't, but I don't know how much crossover that would give with Logan actually being back. Because I think these, uh, I think the Hunt for Wolverine miniseries. Let's see, they come out. We still got a few more months. They come out every week, but it's four different alternating series. So that's like. So in a month, we'll have four issues, but four different series. So if there are four issues each, then so that's May, June, July. I mean, it's going to go through most of the summer. So. Right. And Old Man Logan comes out sometimes twice a month. So it could be to almost 50 by then. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do, but. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll keep our ear to the ground and see what happens. But um anyway, so yeah. Old man Logan is getting better and Adamantium agenda was awesome. That's our, our summarizing thoughts. Yep. <laughs> and this did not turn out to be a short episode at all. No. Nope. So. <laughs> Every time you tell me it's gonna be a quick episode, it is never quick. I always say that to get your hopes up so I can crush them. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. I really that thought <laughs> I really thought we'd only go about thirty minutes, but we're we're dead at an hour. So um anyway, uh next time uh will be uh, I think the next one is the clause of a killer one, I think. And then of course also we'll have an episode coming up with Dan and Georgie and then um Next flashback when Marvel Comics presents number fifty uh with John Wilson. So which I need to get that on the calendar. <laughs> but we'll do that. We'll take care of all that and so lots of episodes coming your way really soon. Yep. So. All right, well as usual, uh Denise, where can people find you on Twitter? D A S underscore Venable. I think so. Yeah. That's where yeah. you can find me on Twitter. Yep. All right, and for the podcast, of course, uh, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Uh, website is SnickCast.Podbean.com. And that's going to do it. So until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. And snacked. And snacked. <laughs> Snickety, snickety, snack. I think I want a snack. Snickety, snickety, snack. The baby wants a snack.